dollars, the enlightened ones We bring facts, we coming from a unique perspective that's black We talk about everything from sports to the news The hottest new music or the social issues They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people They call us the enlightened ones We think different They call us the enlightened ones We think people Yo, 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 welcome back to another week of the Light Ones podcast. As always, you got your boy Deuce in the building. Got my man Don. What's happening with you, baby? What's good, fam? How you doing? Chilling, chilling, man. We got Mel. Mel, what's happening with your boy? Yo, yo, I'm here, baby. I'm doing well. Doing yes, well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got a special, special guest with us today. My man, uh... Oh shit, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he cutting it. <laughs> oh man. No, we gonna cut that. We don't cut nothing on here, man. No, but my man Dominique Davis is in the building, man. What's going on? What's going on? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Nah, man. Appreciate you. Sorry, sorry for jacking up your intro, man. Sorry, choking as soon as I said it. <laughs> nah, but nah, man. We got Dominique Davis in the building, man. We got a a black male realtor, uh, kind of like a unicorn out there. Uh, so it's definitely good to, to see you, man. Good to uh, hear from you to get into the, some of these questions we're going to get to here in a minute. Uh, just because, again, like I said, it's kind of a unicorn thing seeing black male realtors. It's not really common because I remember when I was house hunting, uh, both times I was house hunting, I was kind of always try to find a black person to do whatever where I'm at. It's a wrap, black man or woman. It's just, it's just a wrap. So uh, it's definitely good having you on here, man. So we can kind of pick at your brain. Ah, but now nah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Where you at? Where you? We say I'm in uh Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm in uh I'm in a rural kind of a rural part of Virginia. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a big red area where I'm at. Yeah. Since he's made, since he's made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got. I don't. I've, I have yet to see a black male realtor down here for real. But we got a thousand female black females. Yeah, you see here, a lot bro. of black females. Yeah, it's the lady that we've been uh, working with is black a, female. But I mean, I think I know we ain't really gone to the interview part of it, but I think it's just uh, when it comes to black females or black women, they look at it as a way for them to be independent mm-hmm. and build. Mm-hmm. It's a male-driven industry, so if you can, you know, get into a business and create a niche, you know, uh, area, or, you know, just create something that's organic, and people start to see it, you know, within social media, or you're out there yeah. hustling, doing open houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, you know, for women, it's been a big thing. And I think for men, with being a black man, I think sometimes men kind of look at it as a you know, it's a good old boy sport or, you know what I'm saying, most people want or you are used to seeing, you know, black women. In the oh, sport. yeah. So, um, yeah. definitely something to talk about, a conversation to be had. We'll get into it, but oh, I think yeah. probably why you see that done down there just because yeah. you're in the state of Texas, it's huge down there. Yeah. You know, it's just so many, so many avenues and so many ways to, 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 to work your business, but 
I think it's just a lot of you got the big things like uh, like uh, selling tampons, you know. So like that even, uh, even yeah. pumps, you know uh, pumps people up. You know what I'm saying? To I can do that. I feel like I can I can do that. Right. It's a it's a beautiful thing, but I re- I do want to see a lot more black men get into it. And, you know, sure. Feel and be able to to do it because it's a lot of benefits to it outside of the money. Um, for education, right? Help people, so, you know, oh, yeah. Now nah, it's dope. Yeah, we uh we definitely gonna jump into that real quick. Let's go ahead and get these uh these mental health check ins in. How's everybody feeling, man? Ooh, uh, let me. I I pop it off, man. Um, we'll let our our guests go last. Let them close that uh, mental health check out in. Uh. Man, I think I'm at about an eight. Um, nice eight. Man, I I had a I had what would be considered to most people a long week, um, even though it was a short week. Um, I felt like it was seven days of work and packed into four days. If y'all understand that one, uh, but mm-hmm. man, it's, it's been a it's been a, a mindset changer even this week. So. I'm I'm excited about what's coming for the the following couple of weeks, and um, it's been an eight for me. I got you. <clears throat> I take it eight. Uh, shit, I'll jump in next. I'm gonna put myself at a solid seven point four <laughs> right now. I'd be a little bit week. better. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember where I was at you last week. Yeah. <laughs> you got a nine last week. Hey, the only reason I'm down is because I got hit last night, man. I'm just. I'm trying to regroup, man. We we went too hard at the the Delta party last night, Woo. so trying to gather myself. Then as soon as we record, got this little something in my throat. As soon as we get going, man, my throat been Gucci until we start recording. But now nah, I'm gonna put myself at a seven uh, four, man. It's been a it was a good week. Um, I got this last week until taking a little family trip, so I'll be off all next week. So. Just trying to power through this week, get everything done out the way so I can chill, man. Where you at, Good. Don? Uh, man, I'm probably about a seven and a half. Uh, ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing going on. Work was kind of chill. Finally got to go out on my own after all that training. So that was kind of dope. But, I mean, outside of that, man, life's good. Can't complain. No complaints. Word. Dominique, where you at, boss? About, about where y'all two at, about seven. You know, seven yeah, and a half. Right about there, you know, working a lot, but uh, seeing the fruits of my labor. So uh, mm, it's always a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, seeing my son grow every day, you know that that helps my mental a lot. You know, the little different things, you know, that come with being a parent and start saying stuff. Like this week, he started saying his his uh his name, and how old he is, and his birthday. So, like, yeah, that's love. You yeah. ask them questions, he can recite all those answers. So that's like, you know, it helps me out. You know, it helps me yeah. out. Sometimes. So, yeah, it's about the little things. Like it's the little things like that, nothing, man. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong, and then like that, but it's just seven and a half. Not perfect, but you know, it could be better. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be mad at that, man. It could always be better, but, you know, we always look at that present, man, see everything, see the fruit, like you said, the fruits of your labor, man. It's always a beautiful thing. Always beautiful. But now, man, let's go ahead and let's jump into this interview, man. We're definitely uh, excited to pick your brain, man. Again, kind of like we already discussed, you don't see many uh, black 
realtors to begin with, um, especially not a black man, I think it was like 6% of all realtors are black, which is crazy to me. Oh, that's um, good. Especially I know black people, man, we some talkers, you know, we some hustlers. <laughs> so it's like, this is a, a perfect field perfect. to be in. Yeah. Um, so you think it would be more so, you know, we'll start off there. How did you even uh, get, get into the business, man? or even want to become a realtor. So uh, I hope I don't get too long, but I'm going to try to keep it shorter. Hey, do your thing, man. Uh, you we good, man. Time. You good, bro. Yeah, you good. So, you know, I went to school with Darren and, you know, we just hustled while we were in school. You know what I'm saying? Like we did internships and granted our internship was like one of the best experiences that you could ever experience. You know, we had college basketball games, college football games, but we learned in the business of a sport, you know what I'm saying? On different mm -hmm. levels, marketing, game day production, just all that type of stuff. Like so like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a, a sports marketer uh, for 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 a college program. I felt like I could, I learned enough at UofL during our golden years. Like when we were in school, you know, uh, our team was, you know, national championship bound, uh, basketball, uh, football. We were top 10. Uh, girls basketball. basketball was in the national championship. Yeah, yeah, it was. We was there, we there all the time. So like, I learned a lot about the, the business of sport behind the production like you you should look at all games and stuff as a production you know what i'm yeah. saying so i got my hustle from that like and just learning so uh i was in school and like like don will tell you it's a grind when you get out of college you know so especially you're a black man you know how it goes so we out here trying to get jobs and you go on these interviews you feel like you got enough experience you feel like you've learned enough and then you just don't get the proper shot you know what I mean? So, like, I was chasing it for maybe, like, two and a half years, chasing the job anywhere I could get. And it just didn't make sense. None of the jobs, like, you know, I don't come from an affluent background. So it's like I can't just leave my roots here without right. and go work for 20 grand somewhere because my mom and daddy got it to give it to me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. So it was just like I didn't, I didn't have that. So I couldn't make those decisions. So – I got offered maybe one or two jobs a day with just learn what I saw myself doing. Like I went to college and created this debt. And I want to pay me to move to Myrtle Beach, which is a beautiful place. Coastal Carolina gave me my first job opportunity out of college, but they wanted to pay me eight twenty-five an hour. I was already Jeez. making I was already making almost, you know, double that and a half working as a assistant manager at a shoe store. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Exactly. I'll just have to get that. So um I kind of, you know, worked for two years in, in, a, in a management spot at Champ Sports. And I'm a family guy. So, like, you know, it's a night, it's nights and weekends, retail don't sleep. So, after that, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was getting in a position to get my own store, but I'm like, they're going to move me somewhere like Springfield, Illinois. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to know nobody, you know, and I'm going to be working nights and weekends, and this is what I'm going to do. So, Mm -hmm. kind of jumped out of that space and I was like, I need to regroup my life. So I was like, what do I want to do? So uh, I got a job as a teacher because, you know, I'm real big on purpose. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to end this story with that. I'm real big on purpose. So remember I said, but I'm like, my purpose is to help people. Like, how can I sit? How, what can I do 
like to help people get better or aid people any type of way. I feel like that's my calling from God is the purpose. So I went to um, the public school system here. I started off as a sub. Then I got a long time, long term sub position. And they were, you know, pushing me to go back to school. And they would pay for it. But I just wasn't happy with like what I was dealing with and the pay was okay. But I'm like, I see what people say, like, you know, they don't trust yeah. me. I was there. And like I look back on my past and like I was bad and you know, I was bad enough. I wasn't a, a, a scoundrel or nothing, but I was like, man, I look back on the teachers I gave hell to and be like, shit, I'm sorry. You know sorry. I'm sorry. I left that space and I was, I didn't have nothing. I didn't have nothing for probably about a month and a half. I got escrow. Now, if you teach, you get escrow so you get paid uh-huh. during the summer. And I didn't have nothing during the summer, but I was getting paid. And like, what am I going to do? So I started my job that I have now. I'm still working full time job at Humana. So good company here in Louisville, based headquarters. Mm-hmm. Good company, um, diverse, inclusive, everything. So I got on. And, uh, you know, I w- I've been here for six years, but like, I didn't have no burn in my soul. You know, yeah. Passion. Was, yeah. Working the job and getting the money, taking care of my family. But I ain't got no, I ain't, I ain't fulfilling my purpose. That's not it right there. It. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I can do so. I'm thinking, just like all of us think, how we were taught, like, I'm going to go back to school. So I went back to school, got my master's, and man, they helped me pay for it. I got my master's in business administration. And, um, you know, I'm still, I still wanted, I'm still looking for sports jobs. I could do this. I know I can. I was at the highest level with some good people who taught me the game. I could do this shit. But you know what? I had to hang it up because it just wasn't yeah. happening. And at that point, you know what I'm saying? I'm 25. You know, I can't make no financial sacrifices no more. It's over. Yeah. So um, I've always loved real estate. I've seen people, you know, build, build their business and build their network with it. And, you know, oh, yeah. it was a lot of money, girl, you know, to get into it. So my mom, and shout out to the autumn mamas out there. But Thanks. my mom, my mom like knew that I was struggling to, to find what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So she called me one day. She was like, I need you to come over to my house. I said, okay, I'll be there. So I came over. And she had my start date for real estate school and my book. Sheesh. Oh, wow. Like you start school on Monday. Big stuff. Wow. So, wow. Like, all right. And so, like, you know, she caught the class on a discount, but it was a sacrifice. You know, every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 10, after work, I got to go to class. Goodness, that's dedication right there. Yeah, so it's 96 hours. You got to get 96 hours, and then you got to pay. Then you got to pass the school test. So Mm -hmm. finish your 96 hours, pass the school test, and then you take the, the state board. You know what I'm saying? So it's like two. It's a two part. It's a, a, a state part and then it's a um, a general part. Got you. Uh, but they separate it. So you take those and uh, you you got to pass. You got to pass both. So like let's say you pass the general, but you fail the state. So you, the general is cool, but you got to go back and take. Mm. take but it's a hundred dollars every time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> Damn. Every, time, ooh. every time, hundred dollars. So 
Um, needless to say, I failed the first time. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you I won for it. So I went to school, did my, and it's, if you do it right, you know, those two days, you can do a two-week crash course where you can go from eight to five like a job and finish it out in two weeks. Right? Or you can do uh, the two nights a week for three months straight. That's what I did, right? And uh, I gave myself a little, like, break into, and I was really studying, you feel me? So I got done in starting October. I got done in January. And I was like, I'm going to take my test in March. So I scheduled my test in March of 2020. Y'all know uh, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, like, by the time I was able to take my test, it had got Shut pushed back from October to, like, Damn. September. It was September. Mm-hmm. So, like, just think about it. If you don't use it, you lose it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. from January to September, I was like, Damn, you know what I'm saying? So I, I finally got a, t- a chance to schedule it where they start opening the testing centers back up. And I had to drive all the way to Lexington in Louisville because they didn't have no Louisville dates. So I drove to Lexington. I failed by like four points on both mm. tests. I'm like, I'm Dang. close. I'm there. So I went back, I think it was like the next week, and I passed, it, I passed the state, and I missed the general. So I went back the next week after that, and I passed both. So at Ooh. this time, it's it's October of 2020. That's when I got started. That's how I got started. And my mama just knew that, you know, I've been looking at it for a long time. She made a sacrifice for her son, like a lot of parents do. And mm-hmm. at the ripe age of, you know, shit, I was like 30 now, I was 28. She saw that I was struggling to, you know, I'm making it happen. I'm independent. I always been on the hustler. She's like, you ain't doing, you ain't doing what you want to do. She mm-hmm. and she was able to 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 provide me the means to, to start school. You know, I paid her back my first commission check. She got it. Mm-hmm. just to just to be able to for her to see that and propel me into an industry that I wanted to get into that I just didn't research. It only cost like two grand to get started. So, like, she took it upon herself to say, I want to see my son succeed. I'll sacrifice the two grand and I'll get it back on the back end. That's, Ooh, that's love right there. Mm-hmm. That's love. Shout out to all the mamas that believe. This work is making sense of that stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Making sense crazy, of it, bro. I'm a parent, you know what I'm saying now? But it's, it ain't nothing like a mama's instinct. Like, you know, my family. Nah, nah, they know. <laughs> they know. They know. And sometimes crazy, you need that though. kick, man. And that's, you know, they'll, they'll do it for you. You don't do it. They'll do it mm-hmm. for you. Um, so that's love, man. That's, a, that's definitely a dope story on how you, how you got into the game for sure. Um, that's wow. Uh, yeah, I was telling myself, man, I, ain't know, I don't know how you got into it for real. Yeah, yeah. shout out to your mom, man. Like, you know, like, you know, I talk about the little intricacies on my choices that I've made thus far once we get, you know, more into the interview. But, like, that's literally how I got started, bro. Mm-hmm. She just believed. Like, I, t- yeah. I used to talk about it all the time. You know, like, one day, you know, man, I want I love real estate, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, because that's how, that's how they make their money. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've really, I've been able to see that by being in rooms that I probably wouldn't have been privy to 
if I didn't make some of the choices that I've made. And we'll talk about those choices. But like, yeah. I've been in some rooms, like multi-million dollar conversations, like stuff where I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what? <laughs> I make all the tables, people walking away with a hundred grand, like, you know what I'm saying? A check with your name on hundred You know what I mean? So it's just like, just because they leveraged their knowledge at, the, at a certain point in time. I got you. So kind of break it down for us. So you 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 get your license and everything. Um, so what happens after that? Do you try to, you know, work with a, a realtor company? Do you kind of go independent, try to find your own? How does so, it go from there? That's that's the that's a million dollar question right there. So <laughs> mm-hmm. no, for real, like, and this is this is the game. So like you once you get your license, you raw. You know what I'm saying? Think about it just like when you get your driver's license, you raw. You, you feel like you know how to drive, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know shit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, get your license and you have to make a choice for yourself. So when I say that, I mean like you have to choose a company, you know what I mean? That is mm-hmm. going to that's going to pour into you and then also is going to give you the knowledge and the freedom to learn and be able to make mistakes and find the correctable mistakes, like all that type of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. just like somebody, a, a coach, you want to find you a good coach, right? Oh, yeah. So if you go into personal training, you don't want to go to somebody that looked like me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to go to somebody that, all right, I want to, I might not want to look like you, but I want to get down to look something like it. So, uh, this girl I went to school with in high school, her name was Krista Wynn at the time. Her name was Krista Richmond now. Um, she went to she went to college. She graduated. She just got a general degree, but you know, uh, she you know she's Caucasian, but like she she'll tell you like she didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? She just went to school because she just thought she had to go to school. So she got it was school. a thing to do. Yeah, yeah. But she got out of school and. She did that two-week crash course that I was telling you about. She was either going to be, a, she said she was going to be a news anchor or be a realtor. So, like, you know how you watch people from afar, bro? Like, we can all say we don't look at people's social media, but, like, I was looking at her social media like a mug, bro. She just following them, yeah. Pumping it, it out, bro. You feel me? Like, open house here, closing here, under contract here. I'm like, I'm watching it, and then I'm watching the company that she's working for, which is the company that I now work for. It's called Homepage Realty. So, like, they doing videos. You know, they got social media on check. Like, you know, falling into what we see now. You know, like, this was before social media was, like, super, super huge. But they was above the curve, ahead of the curve. Also, I'm just watching her just blow up. So, like, I kept asking her to shadow. I'm like, can I shadow you? Can I shadow you? She like, she was like, no, you can't shower me, but you can come to a sales meeting. I'm like, why she keep saying that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I thought it was for another reason, but it was just right. for a reason. She wanted me to feel the culture. You feel yeah. me? She yeah. didn't want me to just follow her around and see what she do on a day to day basis. She wanted me to see the culture, so I chose them last. So I interviewed with Simonin and I interviewed with Keller Williams. And those are big, huge companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Kelly Williams. Yeah. Yeah. They're known, you know what I'm saying, nationwide. So um, 
you get into these interviews and like you got to realize that you're interviewing them. They're not interviewing you. Mm-hmm. When you're a realtor, you own your own business. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The, the broker, which is the big company, you know, they're going to take a split. It's like the cost of doing business, right? Right. It's your overhead. You know, like if you run a brick and mortar, you know, you got to pay LG, you got to pay lights, you got to yep. pay gas, you got to pay right. trash, all that stuff. It's just the cost of doing business. Same type of model with, with real estate. So I went to Keller Williams. They split a 60-40. Mm-hmm. They take 40, you get 60. I always taught myself, if I ever went into business myself, I watch Shark, shark Tank a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 30%, 30% is my max. Y'all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe 33 and a half. You know, mm-hmm. you get no harder than that. Okay? 33 and a quarter. But maybe. And that's and that's if you're doing something, you know, awesome on top. Yeah, so, yeah really wow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Keller Williams and they like want you to start off in a team structure. So like just think of it's all four of us, you know what I'm saying? Let's say Deuce is the he's the team leader and then everybody else is under. So they might give you leads and all that stuff, mm. you know, but they want you to start off in a team, which is more money taken away from right. Mm-hmm. 30%. And they got a desk fee and they got a paper printing fee and they got a yada 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 fee. Okay, start to add up. So I had that interview with Smooth. Then I went to Seminole and I met with a team leader over there. His name is Carter Martin. Good dude, solid man. Sat down two hours, and it was somebody that looked like me, so I felt good. We had a two-hour talk. He took me around the building, but more the same, 60-40, death speed. You got to do certain trainings to bump up your split, right? Mm-hmm. Get a lot of knowledge. You're around a lot of people, but it's just like the you don't have the autonomy to be like part-time. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, you know, and I come from, I don't, like I said, I don't come from an affluent background. I don't got it to where I can just leave my job and just consolely bet on myself right out the gate. Like, that's yeah. Yeah. I got to have some stability. You know what I'm saying? Stability. You know what I'm saying? I got to have some stability. So I was like, okay. So I went to homepage last, right? Like, it was like a boutique. It's like a little boutique brokerage, you know. And I walked in the door. Sales me, introduce myself. Everybody said, Hey, they had breakfast for me. Y'all see me, I'm big. <laughs> you know, that was a plus. It was a good breakfast, too. So I went through, went through the sales mm-hmm. meeting, they treated me like I was already there. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, like, you know, they didn't make me feel like an outcast. And then on top of that, you know, uh, it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's not that much diversity at this time. Right? So after the sales meeting, I meet with both bro- brokers. One of our brokers' name is George Berry. The other one is Kerry Key. All right? They, they co-owners. And, you know, when you go to a resume, I mean, when you go to an interview, you bring your resume. Mm-hmm. So I brought my resume. They told me to put it up. <laughs> it was like, Chris already speaks high of you. You don't need that. So that was number two. I'm like, okay, I got a foot in the door, you know. Mm-hmm. They they give you this sheet and they have this interview with you and they, you know, say, this is all the stuff that we offer. And our splits are 70-30. Bingo. 
I'm here. <laughs> Tail start I'm here. wagging. Yep. <laughs> and where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. So then you see all the services that they give you. So like we have um, an on uh, on staff media team in the media room. So we do videos. Um, you can get new headshots. They take like if I had a listing, right? So like let's say I was going to sell your house, James. Mm-hmm. You know. We have people in staff, and it doesn't cost anything. It comes from about 30%. They will come take the photos for us. You oh. know what I mean? Like, Dang. so in the business, though, you you would usually have to find somebody, pay them. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they already taking that off the top, and they you you seeing what your 30% is getting utilized for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you see all this stuff. You got access to, you got access to the building. You got access to the media team. You got access to um, like listing inputs. You get a mentor. So you're, for your first two um, transactions on the buying side and the listing side, you get a mentor. They hand, they handhold you through the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it comes as a fee, ten percent of your commission. But mm-hmm. it's like at the end of it, you'd be like, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'd have gave you more shit. Yeah. <laughs> real talk, though. For real. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I would have gave more because it's mm-hmm. like, one for them, I don't know if I would have closed. So, like, uh, the choice I made to go to a predominantly white brokerage that offers all this stuff is because I felt at home, number one. I didn't feel like like my nickname is Dominic. Nobody calls me Dominic. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't feel like I gotta go in there and put on that proverbial yeah, cap, right. Yeah. Um, and be somebody I'm not around around people. You know what I mean? I can be who I am. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like I didn't want to put myself in a box. So we got like a, a nice amount of uh, black owned brokerages in Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. But, I don't never want to put myself in a box to where somebody would say, well, he only works with this certain type of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Much hey, on that. So, like, I wanted to put a, put myself around some people that I can listen to and learn stuff about and then expand my business out to them zip codes where, you know what I'm saying, the money is at. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I put myself in a position there to learn from people who are willing to learn and then the culture like like I don't know man I ain't never worked no at a place like this you know what I'm saying like, mm-hmm. the culture is like phenomenal like and you know you know how you hear people big up stuff you like okay whatever you know but I got there and I'm still there to this day going on two years in October and the culture is just amazing like it's collaborative People are willing to help. Like if you in a bind and you need to call somebody, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be free. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna answer. We got a you know a private Facebook group. If you need somebody to show a house for you because you got too much going on or you can't make it, all you gotta do is put it in there. You know what I'm saying? And you know it comes at a cost. You know fifty dollars that's the going rate. You know if you need somebody to show a house for you. But as a newer agent, that's the way you can build build that's up a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationship. Uh, you know, fifty dollars here and there. That's a that's a nice amount of money. If you do four or five of those, you're looking at 200 dollars. You know what I mean? 
So mm-hmm. it's just like, um, and then I actually got a, you know, uh, one of my deals by helping the lady. I was doing the open house. She got a sign call. She was just uh, out from being pregnant. She it was a man. She didn't want to go by herself. I was right down the street. She was like, can you come with me to the listening appointment? Went with her. We had a time. We had a talk. And I did a open house for her. And she was just like, can you just help me with this since you live so close? I'll give you, you know, 30% of the commission. Just by being helpful. You know right. Saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like, you know, it was just, I don't know. It just spoke to me. Like when I, when I first walked in that building and like we've grown since then, you know, like we have a new building, we have more staff, um, way more agents. When I started, I was like number 50, no, like number 60 something. And we got like 160 agents. Ooh, wow. So like we've grown exponentially in that time, time frame. Mm-hmm. And it's like for the, for the better. And so um, and I'm, I'll speak highly of homepage realty for as long as I live because they gave me an opportunity. I give it a shot. Yep. Yeah, man. Never be mad at the ones that take a gamble on you, man. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Interviews and everything, man. You just gambling. You don't know what you really anybody can say anything they want, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're gonna get, man. Some people are just good talkers at the end of the day. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, they don't put in that action, but now that's uh that's good. So how's how's the diversity there? Is it still just mainly but, predominantly white? Yeah, it's predominantly white, but it's grown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we when I got there, we was in single digits uh, as far as minorities. But I think we in the double digits now. But I want to say when I first started, I could be wrong. I think it was maybe another black male, just one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I think we got a total of four now, three or four now. So, mm-hmm. like, even what you started the, the, the interview on, the, the podcast on today, it's, it's, it's a rarity. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I think when people see, like, that first, like, black male uh realtor then it's like i can do oh that. we can't do you know it i'm saying we can't yeah. do that usually why? that's why they always say yeah. representation matters uh yeah it's you think about like i think about black teachers i remember somebody asked me like who's your first black male teacher and i'm like fam i don't think i ever had one um no i didn't have one it's i have I one i've ever had i get back i had one in elementary school yeah, I had one in seventh grade. But I, I was never, in Mississippi. Yeah. The whole school was black. <laughs> so it was like... <laughs> I, never, I never had one, bro. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever had one either. Crazy. It does, because, like, when I was a teacher, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the teachers where I was at was, like, jealous or, or mm-hmm. maybe using the same, the right word, or I don't want to say envious because that's kind of deep, but, like, yeah. jealous of the relationship that I had with so like Monday through Fridays, I wear you know polo slacks. And on Fridays, I'm wearing a t-shirt, some jeans, and some Jordans. <laughs> right. right, because that's what they you know, like you said, representation matters. Mm-hmm. Like they got us if they see like somebody that's like them, or you know, or something like that, they're more inclined to 
step out of their box or like oh yeah focus more or whatever. And I had ECE kids, bro. So like you just imagine, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like what I was dealing with. But a lot of the kids would just come and rough at first, but then they realize, you know, who I was and they they come in and they get some act right because they know mm-hmm. like, about he's one of us. You know what yeah, you know what I'm saying. You just gotta you gotta open up that 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 lane. So you definitely right. Representation matters. Like I ain't seen that many of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, was, I sat down with one Carter Martin, and like it opened my eyes a little bit because he's like a, he's like a team leader. You know what I'm saying? Of his, he got a team. He got a team of like six or seven now, and I think he only got one white person on his team. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is black. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Representation does matter because you want to be able to look at people and, and, and do what you're doing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate being African American in the industry? Oh, yeah. How did, you, how did you move around? How did you be able to, to build what you have now? You know? Do, do you All feel any pressure with that? Being a, you know, a black realtor to be like, hey, how can I, you know, get more? black men like me into this uh yes and no you know like real estate is so broad man Mm -hmm. so broad so it's like you don't got to be a realtor to be in real estate you know what i'm saying but it's just like i felt my purpose is fulfilled because i'm helping people you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm literally helping people check off the box like bring happiness or create generational wealth or do something that their parents before them never had a chance to do. Mm-hmm. Last year, I put a 50-year-old woman who'd been living in the apartment for 26 years, you feel me, in, in a house. And like, she was excited about it. Mm-hmm. She was geeked about it. <laughs> Man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine that, bro. Like, she been grinding on her life. She got two kids. She been in the same apartment for a long time. And she finally had enough money, credit repair, all the things to go get a house. Something that she could say, it's mine. You know what I'm saying? Damn, like, that makes you feel good, man. That's powerful. Today, bro, you, so, you feel so fulfilled, bro. Like, I helped them do that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it wasn't just me, but I was a part of that, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's where my head is. And the fulfillment purpose and, and, and it's purposeful for me, you know what I mean? But it's like the pressure that you're talking about, like I just want people to understand like what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like we can all do this. Like, I bought my first property at 25 and I didn't think I could do it. Man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and I was I wasn't forced to do it, but it was just like it was a decision. Like I was living where I was living, same place where I live at now, matter of fact. And he was um, he was gonna sell it, and I was renting it at the time. He was gonna sell it, and I was just like, "Damn, I gotta go find somewhere to live." Yeah. So I was at this. I started an apartment hunting, and I was like, "This shit ain't it." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, right. yeah, hell so, yeah. So, um, Mama was like, "Why don't you just go get pre-approved?" I do what all of us do. I ain't ready. My credit ain't this. So that's the number one thing I hear. Sounds like me right now. Go get, go see a lender, see where you at. And even if you don't get approved, then you, you'll know at 
you know what, where you at. Yeah. Know what you need to work on. I went to that meeting with ignorance. I walked out pre approved. Man. And I ended up buying the condo that I rented. I bought it from him. He bought it. He sold it to me on a player discount because I had rented it to him for four years. Mm-hmm. He gave it to me for 80 bands. Mm. Y'all do the math. Yeah, <laughs> right. Man. Let's be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, uh, and today I can sell it for 120. But, like, oh, that's, what I, that's what I want people to, to understand. Right? Like, you, you buy something and you just you let it work for you. Maybe it might not be in the greatest appreciating area, but at the end of the day, you paying you paying yourself back. You paying it's yours. Yeah. Like when you leave the money that you pay, like let's say when you pay rent, you pay that to somebody, and they just take them and do what they need to do. It's you know it's black hole money. It's money you never. Mm-hmm. But when you when you own. The worst you can lose money, of course. I'm not saying there's no there's no risk involved, but like more than likely, you the worst thing you're gonna do is break it. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? But most of the time, you're gonna walk away with some money. I'm telling y'all, I, I sold a house to some people back in December. These people had the sellers had lived in the house for maybe two years, maybe two. They walked away with 58 grand after after commission. Come on, dog. Hey, you might have <laughs> salary for a year. I can vouch that, man. I can vouch that. Just because you bought something and you, you sat there and then if you outgrew it, you outgrew it. But now it's time to go. You leverage that money. You keep leveraging that money to, to the next property. And that's what I'm seeing what people do. They leverage that money. You move somewhere, stay there, it starts appreciating. Oh, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get our bang for our buck, walk away, get some money, then you take that money to the next bigger crib and still have the same amount of a mortgage payment. Yep. Cheat code, bro. It's a cheat code. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask you a, a question real quick, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I'm loving this energy, bro, because I feel like a lot of not only just a lot of African American males, but People in general can really, really feed off of the energy that you bring in, man. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sold your first house, mm-hmm. um, what are the what was the one biggest takeaway that you feel like you got from it? Like, was it like okay, I need to yeah? Like, what was the one biggest takeaway? Um. Uh, that's a good one. So the so the biggest thing is just like managing your clients' expectations and managing their emotions. Like people see real, mm-hmm. they just they think it's just money and closings and congratulations. But it's like you know it's a grind, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, we might see ten or twelve houses before we see the one that you actually say, all right, this yeah. is. It. And we might say that's the one, but then you say we we might lose. You know what I'm saying? There might be four or five people. So it's like the biggest thing is is, is falling in love with the grind through showing them the houses and stuff, but then managing their expectations, even when they're under contract. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you do a home inspection and stuff, that's going to be stuff that, that comes up. And you got to manage and say, look, 
this is, is not as bad as it think as it looks like you got to hire you hire a home inspector because you want them to tell you everything that you can't see in the house you know and but they they going to do their job you know what i'm saying they going to tell you if it's a damn scratch on the wall right here you know mm-hmm. they pick everything got to be able to you got to be able to differentiate and say, okay, is this a big thing? Is it not a big thing? Do I want to, you know, do I want to let the house go over something that can be fixed? Yeah. You know, huge, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I think that's the biggest thing is falling in love with, with the garden. Big. Oh, oh, I get you, get you. I got to get my chart. Give me one second. Yeah, so it's about it. The black home ownership, man, it's just—it's crazy. I think there's so many misconceptions with it. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. I mean, he's opened my eyes a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, like just go see if you can get approved. Like, I think that's the yeah. the thing too, man. Because I remember when I was first looking at houses and stuff like that. Like, I'm scared, dog. <laughs> like, nah, I don't know. That's bro. like a big perk. It's a, it's a huge thing, man. So I'm sitting there yeah. nervous, dog, trying to figure out, like, you know, what do I even do? What is step How one? To, right. So I know my situation, I ended up going to, uh, I worked for um insurance company, and they were owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And we had a Berkshire Hathaway realtor. And I knew I'd probably get a discount or something. The only reason I went by there, I was like, let me stop by. I hit up, the, uh, got in there, you know, they're like, what are you looking for? I'm like. I'm just trying to figure out the steps on how to buy. Like, I don't even know what to do. The The realtor came out. He was like, he's like, you got some free time right now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, let's sit down. Man, we sat there for about an hour. He wrote down the whole list, you know, kind of interviewed me, seeing what I wanted to get out of it, mm-hmm. uh, what I, exactly what I was looking for. Man, he just opened my eyes to so much. I'm thinking – it was a lot harder than what it really was. Uh, but I was just so scared to make that first step. You know what I mean? The first step. And I'm like, fam, I really have everything I need. You know what I mean? I was right. like, my credit was good. You know, I just, I was scared. I think my biggest fear was the, um, the rejection. Yeah. I just, it, the fear of rejection. That's yeah. All it was scary. Man. At, man. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, you, you're not ready to go. People don't want to be rejected at the door. You know what I'm yeah, saying? and the way you gotta look at it is, it's not a rejection. It's just information. Like you gotta go. It's it's one of those things. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Right. So like, if you don't know where you stand, you're not gonna know where you stand. You mm-hmm. gotta go figure it out. Like you could be a in point. a perfect position to go buy a house, but if you if you're scared to go because you're scared you're gonna get pushed away or they're gonna tell you you need to work on something, well. That's what it's for. Like, if they tell you, if you find somebody good in the industry, they're going to tell you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, to get ready. They're going to tell you the step. They're going to tell you about how long it's going to take you. And if they're really good, they're going to check back in with you monthly. Like, you're on tags, doing what you need to do. Nice love, yeah. You know but it's really about getting out of that fear of being told no or saying you're not quite ready. You know what I'm saying? And I get I get those calls a lot of people like I don't know where I stand or I reached out to a realtor or, or a lender they tell me I'm not quite ready my debt to income ratio is not quite right but they gave me the steps to to do what I need to do and mm-hmm. then how many people just fall off they don't stay focused 
You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, sometimes you just got to focus for six months. You got to cut out the out to eat. You got to cut, like, if you cut out, like, I think that's a lot, a big thing in our industry. I mean, in, in, in our culture as well. It's like, black people, we play for, we pay for convenience. It just is what it is. Like, Facts. We pay for convenience. So it's like, sometimes when you pay for the convenience stuff, that can take away from your goals. Like, mm-hmm. I've I've seen it myself. I had to pull up my bank account one time and just look at how many times I like bought food just because I didn't want to clean up. Not because it was right. good, just because I don't want to clean up after. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you look at your bank statement, you be like, "Well, I'll be damned." <laughs> yeah, but I need to chill. Eighty-nine dollar meals. They 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 add up. You know. So you know, and it's just convenience, bro. So it's just like you know, but. If we we focus and we get down to it and really, you know, and I think a, 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 even on a larger scale, I think it needs to be taught at an early age. You know what I'm saying? And I think the generation that came after us is kind of understanding as far as like you don't have to go to college to be successful in life. Like I think I think that when I, uh, I think when we were in school, are y'all all around age 30 or so? Yeah. 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 Right, so like when we were going to school, I think it was like, you know, go to college, get your degree. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. But then it's like, I think these the kids after us, you know, it's like, I could be an entrepreneur. I could be a trade. I can be a trade mm-hmm. woman and still make that type of money and not be in, in debt. And I think that's exactly. a lot of, I think that's a lot of people like, fears like a lot of us in, in the age group that we in we went to school we racked up debt we try to get a job and call, to get college, out of debt didn't work out and right. we're still trying to get out of debt you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but not depending if we are making the, if we're making a conscious effort to pay our debt down and we're doing the right things then we could be still being just standing and getting the house like you know so it's just mm-hmm. it's just that fear really. you know that's just that fear and you know, it's warranted. You know, nobody likes being rejected, but people yeah. come with that fear and just figure out where they stand with stuff and being able to do the things that they need to do to put them in a position to be a homeowner. Like, we'll be in good, we'll be in good spots. Oh, yeah. So I got a question for you over, you know, black homeownerships specifically. So I know you got started kind of in 2020 and, you know, homeownership rates actually increased during 2020. But over like the last decade, black home ownership has declined. So why do you think that is? As um, the industry as a whole, everything's going up for black people. It kind of went down. I think it's I think it's misinformation, mm-hmm. uh, lack of education, as far as like the industry, not lack of you know personal. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And. Um, well, we just kind of talked about fear, man. Fear. That fear. And then, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of people not really being, you know, um, in the mental state to get over the hump. You know what I'm saying? A lot of yeah. them, a lot of us, you know, went to college and we tried to figure it out. It, the college route, you know, well, we, we met good friends, we networked, we met good people. Like, if I didn't go to college, I probably wouldn't have known Don. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. grateful for, for the friends and the relationships and stuff that I've cultivated. But um, 
you know, it's just being able to get over that hump, putting yourself in a, in a place of education. I think, um, and that's like one of the reasons I chose to be a realtor as well is because like, you know, people just look at it like I'm a consultant, just put it in, you know, mm-hmm. put it in perspective a little bit. Like, I'm an agent, but I'm a consultant. Like I'm consulting with you throughout your whole process of buying the house. Like, we go in the house and you love a house. You just love it. I'm I gotta play devil's advocate. I gotta show you like, have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? Did you make sure? Mm-hmm. I can't be in it for the money. Right. Of it because for what? Like that's not morally correct. Like if if I see a leak in the in the roof. And you love the house and you don't give a damn about the roof. I'm not doing my responsibility to you. Mm-hmm. So you like, look, this is this ain't right. We might have to, we might have to step back on this one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if I can continue to educate the people throughout my time as a realtor to like have them understand the importance of getting their stuff together and actually like going to figure that stuff out, going to figure out am I ready or what do I need to do? Because like, this is how, and this is how they, this is how they get this wealth, bro. I'm telling you. And I've seen it, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. like, this is how they do it. And there's so many ways to do it. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to do it. But it's just like, we got to be educated and we got to be educated. So like, when I have my bar consultations and stuff, even when I have listening consultations, like I'm giving you as much information as I have. And if I don't have an answer to something, I'm going to find it out. Mm-hmm. So, let me give you an example. All right. So I had a client back in January reach out to me. His father passed. Okay. And he had a house. And uh, this guy was not coming back. He lives in Texas. He wasn't coming back to Louisville to get it. He didn't have a lot of money, but he wanted to sell it. And this came, this came across my desk from a referral. You know what I'm saying? So from a client that I had previously, she spoke me up. He called me. So like I put into perspective what sometimes what so what makes a good realtor from a great realtor or a bad one from a great one. Right. So he called me. And he was just like, I need to sell my dad's house. Like, he passed back in November. I'm just now at the point now where we want to get it sold. Like, you know, my ex wife has the keys. You go get the keys from her, go check it out. So, went to check it out. Good Bones house, you know, needs a little updating. But, like, you know, if it's a first time family home that don't got somebody who don't got a lot of money, but it fits all their boxes, like, they could have moved right in and been fine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it don't look like 2022 in there, but it's a house and right. it ain't work. And it had a basement, it had a backyard, two car garage. Only thing about the house, the man, he was just, I ain't going to say he was a hoarder, but he, he had a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like me knowing how the market was shifting, we had to move fast. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at that point in time, stuff was going at a rate. Oh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of inventory. So when there's a lot of when there's not a lot of inventory and there's a lot of people that want to buy houses, it's the basic law of supply and demand. Yeah. Like, yeah there's, low, real. there's low supply and the demand is high, that's gonna drive the price up, right? Mm-hmm. So 
at, when we first started talking, he was like, I'm looking, you know, 180, 185. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I feel like that's fair. Where the house was, you know, and the work that he needed, like I said, it was updated, but somebody could have moved in it and, and, and just lived there. Been living good. Right. So it had to get clean, though, right? He don't got the money to get it clean. And so I had to use my skills. Who do I know? Or can I go over here and do it? So first of all, I can go do it. You know, I can, me and my mom can go over and we can go, we can go get it cleaned out. The job was too big. Bro. <laughs> yeah, we overestimated. So I'm like, I told him, I called him, like, look, you know, I'm going to pay for this because if we want to get you top dollar for this house, people got to see it with a blank canvas. You yeah, know right. Saying? Yeah. You can't have all this stuff in here. Like, because you get, you know, people that try to lowball you, they see all that stuff. We'll take all the stuff. We'll take it how it is, but they're gonna. I'm giving you 160. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you 160. I'll give you 160. Y'all just keep all the stuff in. You know, and I'm like, look, if you wanna, if you wanna get top dollar for this, like, give me a little bit and get it cleaned out. So I hired a dumpster. I, I hired a cleaning service, a junk and removal service. They came. Then I hired a cleaning service. Then I hired a, a lawn care service. All right, so. After that, all of that, I'm probably out about $2,500 on my own, right? Mm-hmm. I got confidence. Like, I know we can sell this house. I talked to my mentor about it. We're looking at comp specs. Like, all right, this is where we at. So ended up putting it on the market for one ninety four nine nine nine. dollars Sheesh. All right? That's what we put it on the market for. Mm-hmm. We got 11. No, we got 12 offers. Hmm. The winning offer was two twenty one. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you gotta. Sometimes you gotta be able to listen to the advocacy that somebody's trying to give you, and mm. you know, and I had to have confidence in myself. Like we're gonna sell this house for. Over I'm coming out of my pocket, so yeah. my, I gotta have confidence. So just investing yeah. down, yeah. hustling so, together. So he paid it. You know, he paid it back at, at the closing table, but it was just like. You know what I mean? Like I had to, but I had to see the vision. So like, um, you know, it's just an advocacy, man. People got to get educated on everything and, and and know where they at. Like to go back to the basis of your question, man. Like, in order for us to to change these numbers, uh, people got to really get educated. You know, so uh-huh. yeah. You know, my broker is working on. We're working on a project now. Um, we're in the beginning stages of it, but. Like bringing something to Louisville here in, in a, you know, um, an underserviced neighborhood mm-hmm. to like give these people the education, you know, because like so many people just don't have the education, and then it's just like if you li- if you live in day by day stressor, you know, you know mm-hmm. how y'all know how it is. Like, yeah, you had a job before. It's just like this is my job. I hate this. Yep, I'm here for a check, <laughs> man. Every day it's you paying go the bills, through, though. You don't you don't be looking for another job. You just know you got to go grind and get your money, right? Mm-hmm. You stagnant, you complacent. You just like, and that's just like it just happens to people. It just is what it is. Everybody just gets in their mode every day. We got to live. We got to do what we got to do to make stuff happen. And they don't really, you know, start looking outside of the box. Like, okay, I need to get educated in this area so I can be better in this area. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. I yeah, think that's you. the biggest thing to answer your question, just the education, mm-hmm. getting, over, getting over the fear that comes with it. 
Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think, um, again, kind of how we was talking about the representation, because uh, I think about it even like with myself and like therapy. I didn't want to do therapy unless it was with a black person um, because I don't want to have to explain the black culture and stuff to you on top of my other issues. Yeah. Um, so it kind of brings me to my last question for you, because I, I think one education is definitely the main thing that black people need um, just to get into being homeowners. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then with the representation of having a black realtor to go to and be like, OK, there's Dominique. I don't know shit about it, but there's a black dude. I know I can trust him. I know he'll probably try to get over on me. Yeah. Um, you know, let let me give reach out to him. So what advice would you give any other black man or woman uh, that kind of wants to get into the game? Uh, have confidence, number one. Like, be confident in your ability. Like, and then, like, figure out what works for you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It works for me. Why not work for me? You know what I'm saying? Man. It works mm-hmm. for somebody else's money. It works, but you gotta find what makes you what makes your business stand out to people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm right now for me it's education, it's it's uh it's explaining, you know, the process, it's doing all these things to like and putting myself out there and like you know, I, I use social media, but I'm not like a huge social media user when it comes to my business, but I've had to learn how to. Yeah. A lot of it's, you know, it's free. It's free marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So it's just like being able to step outside your box, um, out of your comfort zone, put yourself, get yourself out of your comfort zone. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, sure. And then just, just figure out your grind. You know, figure out your grind. What is your grind? Is your grind going to somebody and figuring, you know, coming out every day and and saying, I want to learn from this person this day. I want to do this. I want to come to the office. You know, I want to sit at the office. I'm going to, you know, converse with some people at the office, bounce ideas off of people. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, jumping, man. Like, you know, I heard we all heard, we've heard that they quote from Steve Harvey about, about jumping. Taking that leap, like take a leap, man. You know, it's it's hard to do. Scary. <laughs> scary. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You gotta take you gotta take that leap because the worst thing you want is say, what if? You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. if I wonder if I if I took if I ever did this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exhaust all possibilities, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sometimes. You know, sometimes your dreams are deferred. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to maneuver. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty sure we all grew up wanting to play sports. Yeah. To be, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, shit, at some point you got to realize that ain't me. So what can I do? That's the truth. What, what can I do in, in a space, you know, similar to be able to be, what else, what else works for me? What else drives me? What else makes me want to be successful? Keep going. All right. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you might hit roadblocks, you might hit speed bumps, you might hit potholes, you know what I'm saying? But the roads keep going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the biggest thing for me is, like, analogies because, like, people can really learn from that, bro. We we drive on bumpy roads all day. We We... We come to we come to traffic stops. 
We get stuck in traffic. You know, we, we hit potholes. Sometimes you got to make quick adjustments. You got to work, move on the fly. So it's just all of those things put together. Like, keep going. Like, just keep going. That's the biggest thing. Like, don't let nothing stop you from, from doing what you want to do. You know what mm-hmm. You might be deferred for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Something might deter you. Something might slow you down. But don't let nothing stop. Mm-hmm. Don't let nothing stop. You. Amen to that. Don't let a person stop you. Don't let a circumstance stop you. Don't let don't let your thoughts stop you. Like you know what I'm saying. None of that because it's just like the worst thing you can do is what if. Mm-hmm. What if? And you like, won't live your life like that. I will probably be still saying what if. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just. That's that's the biggest thing I can tell people. Just keep going, man, and, and just keep working and keep pressing on. You know what I'm saying? Uh work at work at something else outside of the normal every day. You know what I'm saying? Like work, just put in work on something that that you that you that makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing. You kind of talked about therapy, James. It's like, you know, I think that's a, a good point that you made. A lot of people need to you know, maybe try it out. It's not for everybody, of course, but like mm-hmm. sometimes you can get you can get that outlet out. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can't talk to your significant other about how you feel all the time. Sometimes yeah, you right. want to be vulnerable with them on certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Talking to somebody who can help you navigate that stuff can help can help out. But like, just people getting out of their head and keep going, man, and, and just focusing on what matters. And, and pushing on, you know, keep pushing on to do something that it, that you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? I had a tough time with it like, these last couple of years, you know what I'm saying? Like, doing stuff that I enjoy. I'm just trying to make sure I'm the best dad, the best fiance I can be. And, you know, I'm in premarital counseling right now, and they both told me, like, you got to start making some time for yourself because I wasn't mm-hmm. for myself. I'm just grinding, 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 grinding. I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to be a dad, I got to be a fiance, I got to do this. And like you got to go do some stuff for yourself. Go go hang with your friends more. Go 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 do something. That's why I pick back up coaching because like that's two hours a day where I don't got to think about nothing else. Yeah, out there in my element. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's real. No, just doing doing stuff that makes that that pours back into yourself all the time. Pour back into yourself and then and, and then just keep striving to do stuff that that makes you hungry. Absolutely. Now, I love it, man. Dominique, man, I, I definitely <laughs> appreciate you letting us pick your brain, man, and get into it, man. Definitely a, a lot of heavy hitters there. Uh, a lot for people to digest, man, and really apply in their lives. So definitely appreciate you with that, man. Um, thanks, thanks for that good word, man. And we're going we're gonna to transition, man. It's, it's, it's heavy, uh, but we're going to transition. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna transition into our, our pick them and leave them segment uh for today, which we're gonna do uh which I like my my favorite food, pizza. So we're I gonna do a, a, a pizza style one. So we got one style has to go. We got New York pizza, we got Detroit style pizza, Chicago, and St. Louis. I'm be honest. I didn't even know Detroit had a. Style I didn't either. Though. They got that deep, uh, deep. Or St. Louis, deep dish in Chicago, ain't it? 
but it's a different type of deep dish. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's oh, weird. Yeah, I like to. Uh, you ever had Jets pizza when you was here? Yeah, and that's what the Detroit pizza looked like to me. Like uh, Jets. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's got too much bread. Yeah, see the bread yeah. bread ratio. I can't do it. Yeah, too that's much. what. We keep it a buck with y'all, man. I that have to go. It's got to go for you. Too much bread, dog. Yeah. I'm already a big dog. You know what I'm saying? Exa- hey, I'm, <laughs> much, man. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of carbs and shit. Carbs. <laughs> right, bro. Don't get, don't get full too fast. You know what man. I mean? Man. Two, two slices, slices you done for. Yeah. yeah. Might as well be eating a loaf of bread with yeah. some pepperonis <laughs> on slices. top, dog. <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm smooth on that Detroit. That's how I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, have to that, get rid of that one too. Yeah, that would, I can get up out of there. <laughs> what you got, man? Yeah. And you know what? I hate to say it, bro. I think between Detroit and Chicago, the Chicago one don't even have no no major toppings on it. It just looked like sauce. See, Chica- <laughs> oh, Chicago, look, look, look. Chicago different. They, they in it. Ever had Chicago? So so tell me about it real quick. Okay, so look. look. <laughs> Chicago that, slap. That, that slap, bro. That's like, to me, it's lasagna, dog. That shit ain't no pizza, dog. That shit slaps, bro. It it slaps, bro. Have you ever had James? Have you ever had uh uh Giordano's or Giordano's? I ate some. I was in Chicago in May and we ate at one of the popular spots out there. It it hit. Don't get me wrong, it hit, but it was a lot, dog. Like one slice. <laughs> that's why I call it lasagna. Oh, oh, Jamil, just think about it like. It's like a, they make it like a, you know, have you ever seen the cheesecake dish? Like yeah. the, what they make the cheesecakes in? It's kind of like it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You put the dough around the cheesecake, the, around the house, mm-hmm. and then you stack mm-hmm. the top of the stuff and then you bake it. It's a lot, dog. It a is lot. a lot. That's what I'm saying. One this piece. Dish too. But like, instead of, instead of it being like Detroit where it's just, Hella bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> toppings on the top. Just think about the Chicago. It's deep. All the toppings are deep. It's down up in they down in there. Hey, you it's gonna get be cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is dense. It's real mm-hmm. deep. You gotta Good. go get that. Heavy slice of pizza. Yeah, yeah it's heavy, It'll fill it'll fill you up it'll quick. Mm-hmm. Up. That I ain't gonna lie, that Detroit, uh, that one will have to go. Yeah, yeah, Detroit's out of here. Yeah, that, that's that, too much bread. That like I'm going to have to let that Detroit go. That looks like a very thin line of cheese and a thin <laughs> line of pepperoni. Hey, the Detroit the one's making me thirsty, dog. <laughs> Just looking at it. This shit look like it's going to dry your mouth out quick. First bite. Yeah. See, with yeah, the Detroit, like you would have to, like, cut it and dip that shit in some pizza sauce some or something. Yeah, that's, that's extra, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I got to do all that, I don't want it. The only time I dipped my pizza is when I was in high school, bro. We used to dip it in the ranch. because yeah, yeah. you, you know, you ain't never did that outside of <laughs> – never did it at home. But when you was at school, you had to dip it in the ranch. What's going to hit if you ain't dip it in the ranch? Oh, that's funny yeah. as hell. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that, so it looks like a consensus of Detroit can kick Detroit's rocks. Out of there. Yeah, sorry, Detroit. Detroit gotta go. All right, so, so we're gonna see flip the it. close second to me was New York because New York Whoa. should be greasy. It's greasy, though. And I feel like I'm taking napkins and I'm just nah. That's the flavor <laughs> right there. The nah. grease is the flavor. That shit was so made. greasy, though. Points were made. Points were made. Man. It's just, <laughs> see, oh, bro, it's like 
And then, like, when you're from New York, they get mad at you because you don't fold it and shit. Like, I ain't trying to fold my pizza, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the folding. It don't taste the same to me when I got to fold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's extra. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, that would have a big-ass slice of pizza. Like, New York is my favorite drunk pizza. Like, we got a spot out in D.C., man. When you go out to the uh, bars out there, yes. they got them big-ass New York-style pizzas. Is that, is that you be folded, dog. <laughs> Just say, ah, it's the yes. Did you eat a Spinelli's? Oh, yeah. See, I don't like Spinelli. I think that's yeah. Is that New York style? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it is. Spicy, there is a place called New York oh, I'm you, you got to take the napkins and get that man, damn grease off first. Nah, man, got to keep grease on huh? there, dog. That's the flavor right there. Then you feel all... Man, that's Have bad disgusted. for your artery, bro. Yeah, it is. Bad people like grease in your artery. That's what makes it good. You eat it every <laughs> blue moon. If it's if it ain't bad for you, the food ain't good, man. Hey, I, I'll yeah, agree. It's facts. <laughs> it's real. Though. The best tasting food is the worst. Oh, why shit is that can. though? Y'all ever ask yourself why is that? Why the uh, good stuff? Why is the good stuff got to be bad for you? Why is the bad stuff? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit's trash. That's life. Stuff that expensive shit too. sucks. <laughs> yeah, and that good shit stuff is expensive as hell. It is. Like shit. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying. Convenience earlier. We used to eat out of convenience. We used to mm-hmm. like, think of all the hood meals we used to eat growing up. All the shit that we had to eat because we didn't have nothing else. Mm-hmm. Man, pork and beans. What <laughs> 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 is that? You have a thought? Well, just think about that shit, bro. Pork and that beans. That was a meal. <laughs> That was a staple. Like we having we having beanie weenies tonight. You used to eat that shit. Yeah, think about that shit eating potted meat and fucking. Yep. Bro, you feel me, bro? All this shit. Being yep. the sausages, sardines. Yep. Oh my god, trash. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna tell y'all one thing, bro. I swear, if if I had to, I might have. To, I would might have to die, bro, because I ain't eating no Vienna sausages. Nah, you couldn't pay me to eat no Vienna sausages. Nah, not now. Back in the day, I was smacking them back in the oh, day. Back in the day, they pulled out the barbecue the joints. <laughs> bro, destroying them now? Nah, you couldn't, you'd have to pay me to do that shit. Bro, bro I shit would look so do that too, bro. Bro, just think about our kids trying to eat that now, bro. That, bro. Like, you heard I wouldn't. Me? Bro, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would never, never feed Malakai uh, Vienna sausages or sardines. Hey, it'd be a battle, bro. It would. My be kids wouldn't even be able to eat it. They just, just gonna sit there. My kids is way too boozy. Well, I smell shit. like that, daddy. Hey, bro, do y'all ever like just think about like we all we are from different parts and we all saying the same shit? Like you just <laughs> like, you ain't getting up from this table until you do. Fast. All know that shit though. It's just culture. Hey, it's, I'll speak to that, bro. Like, like there was a time that I would I would vividly remember this, bro. So I know y'all know this meal: cabbage with the sausage. And the oh God! Oh, no, they curry to make the shit out of it. Oh God! So, Mama made that one time, and I ain't gonna eat cabbage, bro. So I ate the potatoes and I ate the and I ate the sausage. I told her I was done. He said, "Oh well, you're gonna be sitting there until you finish that cabbage." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twelve o'clock. At night, they went to sleep, but I was so scared of my mama. How did you move? She went yeah. to sleep. She got up. You still here sitting here? Get your ass in the bed. <laughs> that was me and my mama eating greens. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like nah, I'm gonna sit here. We gonna ride this out because <laughs> I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> like it's gonna be a long day between me and you, mama. Yeah, mom. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you gonna give in before I give in? Yeah, I'm not gonna. You gonna be tired of me sitting here? <laughs> exactly. And then they do just like you said. You still here? Get your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the table sleep, boy. Like, shit. 
You thought I was gonna fold? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> nope. I won this one. Shit. I had a whole football game with the salt and pepper shake. Nah. <laughs> you don't entertain yourself. <laughs> oh man, this food is not getting ate. <laughs> I can tell y'all this, man. I remember I was at my grandmother's house, man. I was supposed to eat something. I was like, I'm not touching that, right? She was like, Okay, you can go to bed. Cool. I thought I won that battle. Guess what I had for breakfast? That same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, bruh. She nah. said, oh, I told you you was going to eat it. And it better not sit here more than more than the day. Damn. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Put the dog in the cage. I, 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 I accidentally knocked yeah. the plate over my back. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's okay. We got more. Yeah. Hell nah. Yeah, All right. So let's, let's flip the script on it. Battles. Which which one cannot go off this list? Which one is that staple that can't be touched? I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at St. Louis. I'm not I think that St. Louis one can't go for me, though. I don't think St. Louis. They, I, they, I've they, never they, known a St. Louis style. That, to me, it's just thing. I didn't know that was a – yeah, I just thought it was thing. I don't know if that – you know, if this is a thing. I never know the St. Louis style. Yeah. Uh, every pizza that I've ever had that's cutting squares, top tier. No, it never fails. <laughs> when I order any pizza, like Papa John's, I get it thin, and I want you to cut it. And I tell wifey, she's like, "Why you always do squares?" I'm like, "It tastes different." <laughs> like, <laughs> it does. The squares make that shit taste different, dog. I don't care what it nobody says. It's, it's like the perfect different. amount of everything. Yeah. Like, it, it, and it'd be like the you perfect gotta, bite. To them four, them four in the middle. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. Those. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones in the middle gonna have. Everything, boy, Everything. bro, on there. They don't and miss. You, and y'all looking at each other like, hold on, there's only one piece left. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shit. I, I grab a couple of the middle, the middle ones first just to get it out the way. We're going to have to cut this thing in half. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. All right, so who y'all rocking with? I'm rocking St. Louis. Yeah. That I, even though I didn't, I just found out it was St. Louis, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much going St. Louis, too, man. Thin mm. crust for the win, St. Louis on it. Yeah, thin crust hits. I hate to do it. I love thin crust, but New York pizza is the goat to me, dog. That's just, that's the OG, and the, New York pizza has never failed me on some. I'm drunk, I'm hungry <laughs> type <laughs> mission, dog. Like it just always hits. Like when I'm drunk, I don't want no thin ass pizza like that. Okay, so look, let's talk about this for a little bit. So. We- <laughs> <laughs> We, you're talking about drunk foods and, and, and hangover foods. Or whatever. So what's what's the staple where you at? Like if you drunk, you need to go sober up. Like where are you going to eat? Where, where, where are you going to eat? Where, That's tough right it? now. Oh, my. You know that spot right off the bat. Two yeah. spots for me. I got two of them. One in Dallas and one when I was in the field. The one in Dallas is called Velvet Taco. And get like a chicken and waffle oh, type oh, taco. Yes, oh my god, dog. It's like a it's like it's almost like a craft beer type thing. Okay. It's like a craft taco slaps. And the one in the bill, the bill was uh always burger boy for me. Okay, okay. Always see you want to know something, Don? I'm pissed, bro. I didn't figure out about burger boy till we graduated. I'm mad as uh, I'm so mad about that, bro. We used to smack that shit they opened up ritually. One. They opened up another one here. It's called Burger Hero. It's the same thing. Hmm. But Burger yeah. Boy is 24 hours. Yeah, so, Burger Boy slaps. slaps. Service yeah. is terrible. Horrible. Slap. That's how it is. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> you can't get both. <laughs> she yeah, you can't get both. You're right. You're right. You're going to sit there, but when it comes, so here, it's going to be. So, like, me and Waffle House. 
Waffle House, man. I'm not big on Waffle like, House, man. It wasn't nothing like going out on a that's Saturday said, night and then hitting I'm Waffle like, House. That's why I'm asking regional, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all regional, bro. You that know what? It is. That's the truth because we did Waffle House, but our biggest staple, at least in, in my group, was Whataburger. Like, that's, that's what we up, did. And down. it was like, if you get there at the perfect time, you get breakfast. Or you get your lunch, you do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you can get the biscuits and gravy at 2, in the, 2 a.m. You can go get some nah, chicken strips. Get the gravy and the and the Texas toast. The only bad thing about Whataburger is you're going to sit there for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it, was, it was the best <laughs> you're gonna ever. S- it's like, it's yeah, you're going like to sit there for 45 oh, minutes. And, right. this, and I'm going through every scenario as to why I should but, be eating this. But look, though, you got to think, when you drunk and hungry, None of that shit matter, bro. It don't. Time be flying, too. <laughs> don't. None of that shit matter. What about, okay, James, we all answer. What about you, bro? Ah, see, it's the shit I, I went today. I went to damn Sonic was my go-to, but usually my favorite drunk is Taco Bell, dog. Like, hey, you just order a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. The Taco Bell is so high. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Taco they taxing them. They be taxing. Yeah, yeah they tax that wouldn't go these days. Back in college, so five dollars went a long ass way. Hey, the little dollar tacos or whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck them it used to go a long ass way. I went to EKU, man. We had a bunch of a lot of white people out there. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll, I'll buy your food. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, shit. Hell yeah. In that case, let me get number six. Let me get a couple burritos on the side. <laughs> Asking your nigga, hey, bro, you want anything too? You right. Right. <laughs> so let me ask y'all another question. We talking about this. I'm gonna ask y'all a question. What's the number one like uh, regional food that you've had that everybody told you to get that was su- supremely overrated? I'll go first. And I might hurt some feelings. With I can't you. wait for this one. West Coast. And, and I feel like everybody got to try. I'm, I this feel like I'm going to be on the same thing with you on this one. But in and out Trash. Trash. Burgers, bro. Garbage. Garbage. It's horrible. <laughs> I agree. Not a, it ain't worth it. It ain't. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just overhyped. It's but trash. I feel like you got to do it. Like when yeah. you go to the West Coast, you got to try it. You have to. Yeah. Have yeah. To. Yeah. It's just trash. I'm glad we got. I'm glad we have them here because we have one down the road from where I stay at, and I've been twice, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing fancy about that it. That fucking sauce is thousand hours. I don't even know why they. <laughs> Animal style. That shit is uh, that's real. <laughs> I've, I've been twice. I've ordered it and somebody brought it to me. And then a week and a half ago, I went because it's one right next to my job. And it was like, oh, would you like to uh would you like it to go? You want to eat in your car? And I'm like, why they ask me if I want to eat in my car? Because I ain't ne- I've never been by myself. And she gives me this little mat, and I'm like, what's this yeah, for? Weird shit, bro. And I'm like, bro, this is no, I don't want to do this. Nah, I'm smooth. Yeah, I'm smooth. Another good one I'll smack, man, is Qdoba. If Qdoba's yeah. open. But see, I'm I don't want to go to Qdoba. Hit. I don't like having to get out of my car and go in somewhere. Nah, see, we had one on Barstown Road. Yeah, one here there. It was 24 hours. It used to slap. It was on Barstown Road. Damn. Oh, Ooh, yeah, shit. Shit. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. On a drunk night, bro, with the case though. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, speaking of places that got breakfast shit that I didn't know about, Pizza Hut, I forgot where we was at in some airport. I don't even like Pizza Hut in general. This Pizza Hut has some breakfast pizzas that was banging in the morning. Dog, that shit was I ain't never heard fire, dog. I've never heard of it. I got that. a picture on my phone. That shit was so good. I had to keep <laughs> it just to go back and look at it. Yeah, you never heard of it. <laughs> that shit was so good. Hey, the but, shit that blows my mind about breakfast and places like that, people didn't know Wendy's had breakfast for years. I know and they I'm didn't. Like, Nigga, that, that was on campus. So we were smacking that all the time. See, when I worked in the airport, it was in the airport. It was better when it was... You know, private breakfast. Yeah. When they mainstreamed it, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm smooth on it now. But uh, let me see. Mine, the Wendy's. Mine that's overrated to me was definitely when I went to UK and everybody started hyping up Raising Canes. And I had it for the first time. I was like, is y'all niggas serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're being real talk right look, here. Look, you're right. You want to know what I'm you right? Because when you go to Canes for the first for the first time you eat it, you like, and it's probably more it's than like a drunk night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's the sauce. But when they started going to Louisville, bro, I'm like, this shit is mid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going out of my way to get canes. Like, nah. nah. But when I was in college, everybody was like, dog, nah, we got to go they get it. I'm like, that fam. UK was, yeah, they hate that. That's, 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 that's a 25, 30 minute drop from EKU. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, nah, it ain't even that serious, fam. I really hit this McD's thing, drive all the way out there for that. <laughs> like, they're gonna hit the same for me anyway. <laughs> That's I, real. I think I got one, man. Man, I know every everybody is gonna either really hate me in Dallas or really love me in Dallas. So I'm ready for it already. Um there's a place called Rudy's out here mm-hmm. and they have a chicken that's got its own special seasoning it just don't I mean you have to literally eat it as soon as it comes out there's no five minute wait because nothing tastes good anymore nah I'm smooth on that so Rudy yeah. I, I took your dad when so he hard. came down here dude. not at the wreck and burn my hand and shit <laughs> Bro, and it, I mean, right out the back. That's and I, I never noticed it, but people, as soon as they get it, there's like this little patio. People just eat it right then and there. And I'm like, why are people eating it right in that car? And I'm like, y'all don't want to go home. And I made that mistake of going home. Never again. Nah. So, Rudy's, I, I love y'all, but nah. There are many things where there's only a few things that I can actually smack on the way home. And Indies is one of them. I don't know if I've oh, ever yeah, got anywhere to Indies <laughs> and not <laughs> smack so them instantly. So does Jamel know about Wendy's? I mean, Wendy? No, nah, I don't think he's ever had I don't Indies. think he's ever had was it. That, was that what you had when we went to the thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit, nice. Yes, I do. Had it. Now, yeah. before I went to the funeral, I grabbed some Indies yeah, and went. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and it's funny because you said that because on the drive down, <laughs> some, there's some bones in that box on the ride down. I was tearing that shit up. I'm over here, got the uh, my little mixed uh, uh, pink lemonade, lemonade and shit, drinking that out the gallon. Yeah, I'm like, bro, is that that good? He's like, hey, Andy's hit. I got a cup in the back. That shit was hitting, dog. Yeah, yeah I'm like, like that. That. people keep 
people always talk about KFC. We don't even eat KFC here. Nah. We don't, bro. We don't. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> they like, are you from That's Kentucky? It. You don't eat KFC? Hell no. I want that KFC. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> The hell, we'll eat this shit. We got so many other yeah. spots before we do that. Can you imagine going to KFC in Kentucky, dog? Like, no way. Nah, nah, nah. I've been to more KFCs out of Kentucky than in Kentucky. I don't even. I can't even think of a time where I'm just like, damn. Let me hit up this KFC. KFC sounds fire right now. Nah, <laughs> if you don't go to Lee's and shut up, dog. right? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, ah, but let's uh let's go ahead and move on. Let's let's close this thing out, man. So who or what are y'all thankful for in life at this moment? And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You done inspired mine today. Got me thinking about my mama and shit. So <laughs> I'm thankful for my mother because you made me think about sacrifices and shit. And I just think about times when she didn't have nothing, like no money, no nothing. But she always make it happen, dog. So, so we gotta we gotta Hot plate on the table. Oh, yeah. It was just, I would see her crying and stuff because I know she didn't have it, but she would always make it work. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of times I needed shit to help get me to where I, I'm at now. So without them sacrifices and her knowing how to, you know, kick me, get me going, man, shit mm-hmm. like that, put up with my bullshit for all the years she had to put up. Yeah. Shout out to my mama, man. She's definitely a, uh, She's definitely my pick for the week right there. Shout out to Aunt Candy. So. Oh, man. I'm going to say for you after Don. Go ahead, Don. I'm going to say family, just in general, man. Uh, having Uncle Don away and Aiden Colette come down to Dallas. Man, I forgot you said uh, Just seeing them, man, was love. You know, we don't get to see family all the time. So just oh, being able to see family when they do come down here is always love. and brings you that little energy back whatnot. So. I'll just mm-hmm. say family for sure. I got you, I got you. What you like got, Mel? Man, my my parents, man, I'm I'm reminded really quick that um when I was in the uh the eighth grade, man, I was in this private school and we needed a calculator, a TI 83. Ah, it's a hate building them shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I was, yeah. Bro, Taxing. My, my parents were literally hours from pawning their wedding ring for me to get a damn calculator, bro. Just so I could be successful. Like, that's a, bro, you gonna pawn your wedding ring for that? Yeah. Like, that's a that's a whole different mentality of whatever my kid needs, I'm gonna take care of. So like, that, that reminds me, man, like, Man, and my my family, my parents, they they absolutely love me. So shout out to my parents, man. I'm I'm so grateful for them. Man, I'm gonna say y'all today, bro. Shit, I I I, I feel thankful and grateful for y'all for having me on here and wanting to pick my brain, man. I know, man. man. You don't even know what I've been through the last couple of hours. I ain't been asleep, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I slept for a couple. Went to a football practice and I came home and got on with y'all. So. I'm just thankful for y'all for having me on here, man. Let me what up, bro? Appreciate you coming on. My voice, yes, man. And then, uh, yeah. and like y'all kind of said, just family, my fiance, my son, my mom, my stepdad. You know what I'm saying? Like all those guys, like they they keep me going, keep me motivated. Uh, thankful for them, man. Again, thankful for y'all for having me on today. Nah, man, we appreciate yeah, you, man. Bro. Appreciate the so, words too, man. The, the power is a lot of power in your words, man. When you speak. Um, so definitely appreciate that, man. Definitely 
I feel it inside. I'm big on energy, man. I can feel your mm-hmm. energy uh, just through here, man. So I, I appreciate you, value you. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely what you do, man, especially in the, for our community. Um, and just being that representation that we need out there, man. Because um, I, I personally, I want to see more Black people own homes, just own more in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, yep. sometimes they got to yep. see that. Yep, we got to see it. And yep. that's, that's how we leverage the dollar, bro. And that's how we that's how we uh, continue to create wealth. I feel like, uh, not in, not in my part of this, but I feel like, you know, it was our parents' job to teach us how to navigate the waters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They taught us how to navigate, how to put on different hats when we're around different people, how to, how to you know, talk to, to people, how to respond, how to do these things and not respond with aggression and things like that. But uh, I think, I think it's our job teach our kids and the generation after them, you know, use that information that we have and go up a notch. Mm-hmm. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Now now we got more information at our fingertips, literally, oh, than yeah. we ever had. You know what I'm saying? So take that information and leverage it and, and be able to, you know, create wealth for your family and, and leave a legacy. That's a big thing for me. Like, I want to leave. I'm right there with you, man. Yep. Absolutely. Dad was able to my dad passed when I was 13. And he didn't, you know, it wasn't a big amount of money, but he left me a legacy to, to jumpstart. You know, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I want to be able to leave my son, you know, some, with a couple properties when, he leave. when I leave, he's straight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's where we at. And I respect it. Yeah, yeah, Dominique, absolutely. man, where can, they, where can they find you, man, if they want to reach out, you know, get some tips, you know, work with you? How can they find you? On uh on Instagram, still winning Damo, just how spelled, no underscores, and then still winning Damo, D O M O, still winning Damo on Instagram. Um, on Facebook is just Damo Davis. Uh, then on my business page on Facebook is Dominique Davis Realtor. So y'all can reach me at any of those handles, man. Uh, be glad to, to 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 tap in with y'all. I'm on oh, Twitter, yeah. um, it's a little less, you know, I'm a little re- relaxed on Twitter. But I think we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Deuce Man on Twitter. And, uh, you know, but you can reach me at any of those handles, man, and uh, I'd be happy to talk with anybody. Y'all got any questions, any tips, uh, you know, how to get started with anything. You don't got to be from Kentucky. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I help. I just want to help people. That's my purpose in life. So, you know, y'all can call on me anytime y'all need to. I'm a little DM away. I check my DM. They open. Love it. Love it. Thanks now I appreciate y'all, man. Um, definitely good seeing y'all, good brothers, man. Love you, y'all. I value y'all, man. It's just I'm, I'm glad y'all are around doing what y'all doing, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate, well, appreciate you, Domo, bro. Appreciate you for coming on, bro. It's been a long oh, yeah. time coming. For sure, oh, for sure, man. Uh, good catching up. Yeah, it's good catching up, man. I ain't seen shit. We ain't crossed paths since school. Wow, so. hey man, like I said, bro, shoot, you got a forever friend to me, bro. You good? Uh, no doubt, it's likewise. Oh man, for real. It's love, it's love, love, bro. Well, y'all know where to find us. Uh, this is the Enlightened Ones podcast. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.